I'm Colin Perry, and this is Life, Death, and Tarot. Welcome to the Life, Death, and Tarot podcast. I am Colin Perry. I am your host, and I am also known as the American Thanatologist. What am I about? I believe that you can live a brighter life by embracing the light of loss. In today's episode, you're meeting Michael, and Michael found me back in, I guess, October of 2017. In that month, I appeared on the Ologies podcast hosted by Allie Ward. Um, I was in episode six, which was the episode on thanatology. I appeared as the thanatologist. And for those of you who don't know what thanatology is, it's the study of death and dying. And lucky me, I'm a dual certified thanatologist. Thanatology is my jam every single day. I love it. It is what I am most passionate about. Anyway, Michael listened, he found me online and talked to me and he's really cool and he's someone who has been a supporter of this podcast since day one. Now the interview you're going to hear with Michael, I did this, let's see, it's July 2018 right now. It happened four months ago in March and I have good news. There is a follow-up from Michael at the end of this episode. Before we jump into that, a couple things. Number one, thank you for rating, for reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast. I also want to say a big thank you to those of you who have been posting about this podcast on Instagram. I am at Imperi, I-M-P-E-R-I. I see when you tag me. A lot of times I'll screenshot what you post about the podcast, and I'll share that up in my stories. Um, we're also on Instagram as at Life Death Tarot. So thank you for that. And if you know someone who might like the podcast, please share it with them. Another thing, I have a TED Talk called Lifted by Little Deaths. I'm working on a project right now, so it is important to me to try to get the views up, get the eyeballs up on that TED Talk. So it would be a big help if you could share it. Send it to someone who you think might like it. Um, If you go to YouTube and put in Colin Perry, I believe like like that TED Talk is like the first thing that pops up. You can also find the TED Talk on my website at AmericanThanatologist.com. Okay, so in just a minute, you're going to hear the tarot reading that I did with Michael. Um, But before that, I just wanted to preface with a little brief tidbit or just thing on anxiety. In our interview, we ended up talking about anxiety. Um, That is unfortunately something that he and I have in common. And I know that a lot of people struggle with anxiety. And like most people, you struggle with anxiety in different ways throughout your life. You know, like you might have Like your anxiety may pop up in a different way in your 20s versus your 30s, or you might have been real anxious as a kid in certain ways and you're not, you know, anxious that way anymore. Anxiety is something that sort of, it can manifest or change in different ways. In um, 
thanatology, we look at anxiety quite a bit. There's something called death anxiety. So fear of death is essentially the root there. And death anxiety can manifest in a heck of a lot of different ways, too. So for those of you that are interested in thanatology, death anxiety might be something you want to Google and venture down that rabbit hole. As I've moved into my thanatology studies over the years, one of the things that I learned a lot about was my, re- was my relationship with anxiety. So I didn't really realize I was an anxious person um, until probably way later than I should have because the signs and symptoms have been there my whole life. I just have been like this and just didn't realize that it wasn't normal. So when I was a kid, I was extremely anxious. I would not be able to go to sleep unless I said my prayers. And I would, would like my prayer that I made up was like very specific. It was like, please protect and bless my mom, my dad, my sister, my bird, my dogs, my fish. You know, like I went through it. And I remember too, I would be like, please don't let there be a fire, a hurricane, a tornado, a water spout, a, I like listed all of the, <laughs> all the natural disasters because if I left a natural disaster out specifically, that would probably happen. So I was a very anxious kid and I had this, I was out, I was out with Victor. We, we were out, I forget where, where we were. We were running an errand and this song popped into my head from childhood. It is the weirdest, weirdest song. And so I thought I would (laughs) say it to you because I am real curious if, like, if you listen to this and you have heard this before, you must get into our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash life death tarot. And please tell me that I'm not the only person. So at summer camp, we would all sit in a circle and you would nestle your right hand on top of the left hand of the person sitting to your right. And then on your left side, you would put your left hand underneath the person's right hand on your left, okay? So it was like an over-under type thing. And then when you'd start the song, you would flip your right hand, or no, yeah, your right hand to your left hand, and then the person next to you would flip their hand over to the other, and you'd sort of like pass a clap all the way around the circle. So the song is called Oompapi. And I'm sharing this because I remember the just sheer high levels of anxiety that I would feel when we would have to do this because like, I didn't want to screw up. I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to be the one to not pass the clap. What if I like move my hand too soon? What if I was delayed in moving it? Like it was very stressful. (laughs) So here it is. Um poppy colony colonesta um poppy colony academia safari academia buff buff <laughs> So first of all I remember every single word of that song There are important things that I should remember that I have not um but I remember that song and on the buff buff So that's when somebody goes out. So then you're like trying to hit the person's hand next to you. But if they like pull it away on the second buff and then you don't slap it, you're out. That was also a very stressful experience. So if you have heard the Oompa P song, 
please. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear where you learned it. Was it at summer camp too? Was it anxiety inducing for you as well? Because it definitely was for me. All right. So with that said, now it's time for you to meet Michael. It's so nice to meet you. I know. Nice to meet you. Okay. So, um, welcome to a podcast interview. Um, so what's <laughs> going to happen is, um, I'm going to do your cards in just a second and I'm, you get to pick your own deck of three deck choices today. And, okay. um, before we do that, I put on your pretend that people are listening to you hat and tell me who you are, how you found out about this podcast and what made you want to sign up for a tarot reading. Okay, so I found out about you through uh, the Ologies podcast, um, and you know the subject already was already enticing because I uh, have a lot of anxiety about it. <laughs> so just I really uh, dug in, and it was actually very, uh, it was really good. Like I, I felt really good about it afterwards. Um, and as far as getting a tarot reading is concerned, uh, I've always been interested in it, but I've also been very scared about doing it just because I don't know, like, what to expect and, like, what will it mean? Yep, 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 yep. Well, good. Well, welcome. Um, what part of the country or where in the world are you based? I'm in uh, Fresno, California. Oh, okay. So, and just... For people that will listen, you're referencing the Thanatology episode, which is episode six of the Ologies podcast. And um, every episode or every, yeah, every episode, Allie Ward, who that's her podcast, she interviews like a different ologist. And so I was invited on to talk about Thanatology. Um, and in this podcast, we touch on death and dying actually a lot, but not in a direct way. Um, so can I, before we even start, a lot of people have anxiety about death and like other people dying and all that kind of stuff so yeah. tell me like where you were at maybe before you listened to that episode and like how exactly did it change or how did you change because other people will hear this and yeah. you might help them unlock something so, to do like uh i i didn't realize it until like recently that i i had anxiety i think it was like a couple years ago maybe two now mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where I was actually just relaxing and my girlfriend was grating on like the seat next to me and I started feeling symptoms of like what you hear is a heart attack. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your chest gets tight. You get that numbness shooting down your right or your left arm mm -hmm. and I'm like freaking out. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the urgent care. And then that whole thing went down and I, I went to the ER and they did all this stuff to, you know, look at my symptoms and they're like, oh, you're fine. You're, you know, you're healthy. You just had a uh, heart palpitations that was probably caused by panic disorder. I'm like, what? I was just. <laughs> what do you yeah. say? Like, oh, casual. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. I mean, yeah, what? I was in. I was just relaxing, so I couldn't even tell you why it was triggered until, like, I started going to therapy and started talking about, like. Uh, I guess I've been thinking about my mortality a lot lately because I've like I've I'm 33 now, mm -hmm. and it hasn't like things started happening in my life that uh, 
started making me realize that, you know, like, oh, I am, yeah, I am, I've got a limited amount of time on this mm-hmm. earth. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the episode, the episode, uh, kind of, uh, lifted my spirits about that and made me at least try to think less about it and, and make things like make it, it's part of life and that it's okay. But, um, you know, the irrational side still likes to take control every now and then. Yes, definitely. And you and I are similarly aged. I'm 32. And there's something about, I guess around when I turned, there's something, there's a different quality of early thirties and like how you perceive yourself and decision-making than like early twenties and this sort of anxiety about what am I going to do with my life? Like, am I, am I happy? Like those kinds of questions, um, can be more difficult to like, you, you feel them in a more real way. Because I think like when I think back to my early twenties, I was like, well, I'm in my early twenties. I got at least 10 years before I have to do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like there's that <laughs> yeah, sort that's, of. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. That's and now, exactly how I felt. Now I'm not in my early twenties and I'm like, well, okay, time to do stuff. So, okay. Thank you for telling me about that. That's really good to hear. Um, and I know that's going to be helpful for other people to hear as well. Um, the thing about like death and that you're going to die, like it's good to have an awareness around it. Like get to the point where you really understand it. But coming back to yourself, what matters is what you're doing right now, today, um, this afternoon, in the next hour, like do actual things. The longer you sit there and think about stuff, that's more time that you're not doing something. And people start to feel anxious I think as a result of like extended periods of time, we haven't really done anything. Um, and yeah. I have had anxiety issues my whole life. When I was a kid, I was extremely anxious, but looking back, nobody knew that that's what that was, that that's, I was this horrifically anxious child. Was that you? So yeah, that's exactly me. And so like after going through, like having started therapy, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, kind of going back to every little thing that I've done in my life and how I've lived in my, like, uh, it all clicks. Like we have, I have this like OCD tendencies Mm -hmm. and it's like, I now know where that all, like where that all happens. And I'm like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So it is a thing that I just didn't know existed. This was just my normal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like tell me if this was you and your kids. When I was a kid, I, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school and every night before bed I would pray. But my prayer was like, please make sure to protect my mom, my dad, my sister, my, like I had to name everything. And then I had to specifically name natural disasters. Please don't let there be a tornado, a hurricane, an earthquake, a fire, uh, a building collapsing. Like I had to name all of the horrible worst case scenarios so that they wouldn't happen. And then I could sleep. Did you do anything like that when you were a kid? So I was raised Catholic as well. And that is legitimately a prayer that I've done before, like exactly to the T. And I still kind of do that now. Like I'm not as intense, but like, you know, like if my brother goes out on a trip, Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, text me when you get there. Like make sure that like I just, you know, I still worry. So it's, yeah, it's definitely there. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Well, same page, my friends. (laughs) Same page. I get it. I get it. So, and a lot of people have that, but what's what I have figured out, through the years of study of looking at the anatology is 
most people don't know that that's called anxiety and that there are things you can do and that, you know, it's something you're going to live with, but like you can do different things and adjust how it impacts your life. Um, Because I guarantee you, if I, as a kid, if some adult was like, whoa, hey, Cole, she's a very anxious child there are some things you can start to teach her now, some extra tools that she needs that would have probably saved me a lot of time and a lot of like stress and a lot of issues oh, through my teenage years and my early life. Um, anyway, hopefully maybe someone will hear this and be like, Oh, I wonder if that se- sense of, I don't know is actually anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about tarot because actually I have found that, Um, So as you know, I don't think tarot cards are magic in our case. And for the purposes of our conversation in particular, I do think that tarot cards can actually function to reduce anxiety because um, I know for me, one of my sort of anxious ridden sort of behaviors is that I often like to get feedback from other people. Like, Uh is this okay? Are you okay with this? Is this comfortable? Like there's this, but I recognize that not everybody does that. And I recognize that's probably attached to my anxiousness uh, that I have within me. So tarot cards for a lot of people, when used in a healthy way, some people will go crazy with tarot cards and they will not, like they get to a point where they debilitate themselves where they have to pull a tarot card before they call someone or make a decision or go outside. That's an extreme But what tarot cards can help with is like, you know, once a week you pull a card, think thoughts about whatever that card presents and just use that as an additional layer of feedback or a way to check yourself. It kind of gives you like that outside feedback without actually seeking out that from another person and you keep it within yourself. Like a forced introspection? Yes. Yes, exactly. So, and I actually, that's what I do right now. I've been doing this for several months is once a week like Sundays or Mondays, I pull a card and I actually use um, a Kabbalistic, it's from the Judaic tradition tarot deck Mm -hmm. where it's all the Hebrew letters and I pull a letter a week and then each letter has different meanings. And so I just think about like uh, two weeks ago, I had the letter G or Gimel in Hebrew and Gimel has to do with like generosity and how you give and how you receive And so then I used that all week and I just kind of paid attention to, am I actually being generous? Um, Oh, look at who's being so generous to me. And just as like a theme, that's like a healthy Mm -hmm. way to use this stuff. Anyway, I could, I feel like I could just talk to you for hours, but I won't (laughs) do that to you. (laughs) Okay. So first step in this tarot reading, we're doing a past, present and future tarot reading. We pull three cards and they kind of, give us a little bit of insight into the weather forecast of your life. That's what the purpose (laughs) of this is. And you get to pick your deck. Um, So today you have three choices. Your first choice is the Rider Tarot deck. This is the classic tarot deck, and specifically in the United States. This is usually a deck that people get for the first time. Um, Mm -hmm. And this was designed by a woman and illustrated by a woman, which I think is pretty cool. Then we have the Aquarian Tarot. This deck came out in the 1970s. and the illustrative style, it looks like stained glass. Yeah. And then your third choice is the Morgan Greer Tarot, which came out also in the 1970s. And this features full color, edge-to-edge illustrations. And Mm. all you do is look at that and be like, you know what? That deck stuck out to me, and that's the one that we'll use. I think the Aquarian. Wonderful. Okay. Aquarian tarot it is. 
So I'm getting the cards out. You have a jumper card. Okay. Ooh. Through listening to your podcast, I kind of got, I kind of understand that now. <laughs> okay. Ooh, there's two in there. Okay. Oh no. Special. Um, so a jumper card is, and not everybody who reads tarot pays attention to this. Like they would just rip the cards out of the box and be like, "Good in the stack." Um, but I do. Um, so anytime. So first of all, all the decks that I use, I like this Aquarian tarot. I got when I was in high school, and I'm in my early 30s now. So uh -huh. it's a well-loved used deck. And the box is loose because it's like ripping on the side. So the fact that there were two cards that got stuck in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just looked at these. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to tell you what the cards are before we pull the other ones because this is pretty magical. Okay. Um, yeah. This is like some magic shit right here. All right. So the first <laughs> card <laughs> we pulled is the world card. And this card is beautiful. It's the world. So it's a major arcana card. It's attached to the number 21. There's an eagle. There's a woman. There's like this fierce lady in a circle. There's like an ibex and a lion. So there's all kinds of animals. Um, and if you think about the world, it's like everything right there. Yeah. Then you got the wish card. So there's one card in tarot that um, when you get it, it's like, the genie of your life is coming out of a lamp and you get to make a wish. And it's kind of, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful card, no matter which direction it's pulled. And it's the nine of cups. And so you've got this guy sitting in the middle of the card. He looks happy as fuck. And then he's surrounded by nine cups, nine chalices in the background. Um, so these are two wonderful, wonderful cards. Like it's like a rainbow has vomited into your life. That's what this is. <laughs> so I hope that you have some good things on the horizon or you feel a sense of lightness that perhaps you haven't felt before because that's what this would tell me is happening. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. is that I resonating connect. at all? I hope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, well, let's see if we can find out more about what exactly is going on. Okay, so I've shuffled these cards. And I'm going to tilt the screen down so you can see what I'm doing. Okay. And now we, um, I'm going to split this into two piles. And you need to tell me if I should put the right pile on top of the left or the left on top of the right. Let's go right on left. Now I'm going to spread the cards out into a line left to right. Can you see both sides ends? Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm going to take my pointer finger from left to right, and then you tell me when to stop and help me pick the right card. And the first okay. card that we're going to pull is for the past position. So you tell me when. And when you look, like you're going to know where to stop. Don't be okay. afraid to tell me to go back to, go forward three, whatever it might be. Okay. okay. Here we go. Stop right there. This guy? Yeah. The past, oh wow okay the past position we have the empress in reverse so the empress card we have a lady 
And this is a major arcana card, and she's holding a staff, and she has some serious hat game going on. And, like, <laughs> people in tarot, I don't know why, but they always are wearing cloaks and lots of fabric. Um, and so she certainly is. And there's the, the, the symbol, the feminine symbol there, and there's wheat that also appears. And so she's in reverse. And what's very interesting is I had another tarot interview earlier today, and um, she pulled the emperor from a different deck, a totally different deck. So we're having some Emperor Empress vibes today. All right, now we're going to pick the card for the present position. Stop. That one, yeah. Oh my God, what is wrong with you and your life right now? Okay, this is amazing. You have the Ten of Cups. We have a rainbow spurting <laughs> out and cups. So cups are emotional life. Cups are attached to the inner world. And then there's a couple on the front and they're looking into each other's eyes and it just looks really lovey-dovey. Um, but this is in the reverse when I pulled this. Um, so it's all of those things, but um, there's like a tinge of something underneath the surface. In our case, that might be our friend anxiety that's getting in there and making us feel like, oh, things are not so wonderful. There's all these problems. Um, yeah. So this is a very positive card overall. We'll delve into that a little bit more. Okay. And now we're going to pull the card for the future position. back one right there this guy yeah oh how effing interesting is this wow okay we have the hermit for the future okay so this is another major arcana card there's some stuff going on with you that <laughs> is for sure um, so the hermit is major arcana. It's like none of these, like, it's not a negative card. Um, everybody goes through periods of life where we are more like a hermit, where we hole up with ourselves. Um, and then also times where we don't. Um, so there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on with the hermit. And then you have the world as a jumper card, which is another major arcana card. And these two, and then the empress. So you have like stuff going on. Um, yes, this is, you have a really cool reading. This is really, really, really cool. Um, so first of all, one, two, you have three major arcana cards. Then you have two minor arcana cards. And guess what? They're both cups. They're both cups. Cups are my theme. Yes. You are a heavy cup person. So, um, cups, every suit in tarot has themes that it represents and cups are the emotional life. Um, the, our inner world. Um, and if you think about, if you have to walk across the room with a cup that's full of water and you, you have to really adjust how you walk so that it doesn't spill out, so it doesn't overflow, so that you can control your emotions, so that you can control the liquid. So the, huh. the cup showing up, um, we would look at this from a, a tarot perspective and be like, okay, so you have some emotional stuff that is going on. You're sorting something out. That's what we would tell you that we are seeing here. Um, so here's what I want to do next. So you actually have five cards. So this is probably going to take a little bit longer. So um, I'm going to read you the traditional meaning for each card as it stands on its own. And then okay. afterwards, 
I'll be able to tell you more about how these connect with each other. So with tarot, there's a meaning for each card by itself, and that's going to come inside the little booklet that comes with your tarot deck. But as you become more educated and knowledgeable, like when certain cards appear together, there's additional mm-hmm. layers of meaning there, but those are not going to show up in your tarot booklets. Okay. So the Empress in reverse, this is a major arcana card. You pulled this for your past position. This card has to do with themes of fertility and body or mind, initiative, action, bountiful harvest, good luck. It also, when it's flipped, carries additional themes of wastefulness of resources, um, indecision, um, disruption of life at home or in society. Now, your recent past, were you like getting it done? Things were growing. You felt like, ooh, look at all this stuff. But then there's also this other little piece to that, which sometimes happen happens when you like, I think about starting a business, like you like put all your efforts into something, but then you also look back and you're like, man, I totally did not need to get that subscription to that business service because it didn't (laughs) help me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is this aligning with Um, your past? Yeah. So, um, for me, something like uh, I recently was let go, uh, from like, it was, I thought it was going to be like a pretty much my career. I had I had worked with Sprint Nextel for like six years. Okay. And uh, it was going really good. You know, like I, there was no signs of me getting laid off. Uh, they had just flown me out to Kansas City to meet the team. And, and uh, you know, so like that was like 6,000 bucks or of, you know, just to fly me out. And then about a month later, I got the news that I was being let go. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So like there was literally no signs that would have pointed you towards that. No, there, I like everything was, uh, perfectly fine. I had no idea that it was going to happen at all. Um, so how, how recently was that? Was that within, Uh, was that within the last year, last six months? I'd say 2014. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay. I'm just kind of play. I try to find like, okay, how is this connecting with your actual life? Cause then we can build on this more. Okay. So that's okay. our Empress. Now let's talk about the 10 of cups, which you pulled for your present. And traditionally the present card doesn't just mean today. It's like the recent re super recent past and the super near future. So 10 okay. of cups, this card is attached to themes of uh, perfection of human love and friendship, contentment, attainment of your heart's desires. And when it's flipped, we also get um, additional themes. So this is also attached. All that good stuff is attached to feelings of guilt, anger, and even a loss of harmony. So it's like, okay, I can explain this from someone who has anxiety. And I know that you do too. So like, do you ever like on paper, your life is like, oh, like, uh, like, it's great. Like it's ticking all the boxes. And if somebody yeah. is like looking at your profile, they'd be like, Oh my God, she's got it, whatever. But then like behind closed doors, you're like a mess for some reason. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what this is. Okay. And that, then, that resonates. Okay. I'm sorry, but I also understand. So <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> um, okay. I want to continue though, because there's some, there's a message, my friend, that's coming across here with these cards. All right, now we have the Hermit, which you pulled for your future position. 
and we have this cloaked figure that's holding a lantern with a star that's on the lantern and it's a man and he's got this beard situation going on and you can't even really see his face and again with the tarot people wearing lots of fabric I also want to point out do you see looking at the empress card how she's wearing these purples and these cloaks and then you look at the hermit and it's like the hermit is wearing like like took her clothes and put them on in a different order it's like yeah very 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 similar so there is similar yes um there's a reason for that there's a connection between these two um okay so the hermit this is attached to themes of withdrawal meditation on meaning of life predicts a meeting with one who will counsel the seeker or inspire him. So when this hermit guy pops up, okay, so first of all, I'm really excited about your reading because it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, for many years, I was like very into yoga and meditating and Ayurveda and like Eastern traditions. Um, and I went to ashrams and then a lot of these yoga people became my clients. And um, I started learning about all these ancient traditions and ascetic practices. And I even took on certain meditations that I committed to doing every single day for like years on end. Like it was, um, at that time I had, I didn't cut my hair for years. It certainly wasn't dyed purple. It was just like brown and just hung there. And I wore lots of like, you know, I was sending out all the signals that I was a spiritual hippie person. Um, the hermit card, like if that, so this is like something that we would, from the, those Eastern perspectives, when he shows up, you, and you have the cups, the emotional stuff. Yeah. You're about to go on a journey inside. <laughs> You're about to um, really start to dig into yourself and into something that's inside of you. Maybe it's you're going to... F- try to like or be in a position to be able to actually uncover what your purpose is but you've got we've, we've got to get you because there's some messages coming across in your tarot reading that you've got to set you up so that you can really be ready to receive that guidance or that whatever from whatever traditional outlook you ascribe to um sort of like teacher student so a teacher is going to come into your life Will you recognize that that person has something to teach you? I don't know. But that's sort of what, um, and again, tarot cards are not magic, but if they were foretelling something, it's foretelling to me that you have this inner calling um, that's in there and you have an opportunity coming up in the future to possibly have that brought out or cultivated or to grow into something in your life that, you know, sometimes in life doorways open you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, man, how crazy that I ended up doing this. And if I hadn't done this one thing, then I wouldn't have done whatever. And this whole part of my life wouldn't exist. Yeah. You have a doorway like that coming up, except it's going to be hugely attached to your insights, to who you are inside. Um, for me, as just an example, because sometimes it helps to hear how this could play out. So in my case, um, I had a hermit card pull up. Um, around right before a time where I was actually assaulted, which this is not foreboding of an assault, but I was assaulted and it was horrific. But that assault, my assaulter was, he sort of became a teacher to me because I had to learn something I had never learned before, which was forgiveness. And I had to learn 
um, how to manage anger. And I had to learn how to manage all of this really difficult stuff that I successfully managed to sort of avoid my whole life. And after that sort of assault happened, and then I really tackled dealing with it, um, so many other parts of my life flourished. Like I would not have this podcast had I not been assaulted. They were not direct things from each other. But do you know what I mean? Like that thing shifted me so hard that it gave me – it just put me on a different path and it put me on the right path. It was like a jolt. Um, but you have to lean into it and not avoid it. Like, so anyway, I don't know if that's helpful and this is not at all saying like, Oh, you're going to be assaulted or Oh, something. No, no, no. But it's like, Like there's a shift. There's a thing. Yeah. Like I have that example, I think in the past where Mm -hmm. it's like, um, uh, I, I th- I think uh, I've talked to you about this before. Like, but I do I do combat sports. I was a I was an MMA fighter by, mm-hmm. uh, kind of it was it started off as a hobby. Like I was just wanting to get into shape, yeah. and then uh, I just I kind of fell into it. And then, like, it kind of got serious when I got my first pro fight, and then mm. like I lost, mm. and then um, I attribute that loss to kind of propelling me down to the career path that I'm in now Mm -hmm. which is ultimately to like where I want to be like I'm at my dream job (gasps) but it's because of all these lessons that I learned from losing uh that made me better at risk taking and just being able to deal with like you know being let go from my job and uh being able to just pick myself up and move forward Mm -hmm. so I know that Mm -hmm. what um field are you in like generally Uh, I'm a programmer. I'm a software developer. Oh, okay. So IT. Okay, cool. And interesting because, you know, software programming is like, it's like inside working. It's like, you know, um, it's that behind the scenes kind of stuff. Um, and you have this as a general theme amongst all the cards that we have pulled today. So. <laughs> I know. That's what's crazy because like I've, I'm a very internal person. Like I, I think that's where my anxiety kind of comes in play is like mm-hmm. that my brain just works constantly. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I get that. I know what that's like, I feel like I do that all the time. I recently discovered making sugar cookies. Um, and that has been like the, it's like dumb, but I, it, it occupies me, but not in the way that I end up spending, you know, I go down a rabbit hole of like creating things to be worried about or upset about. You know what I, mean? I don't know. So I know what you mean. is yeah. fight is fighting like that for you? That's exactly so. uh, One of the things I talked to my therapist about is why do I do something that is, uh, that is bad for my health or in a in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. like my Mm -hmm. like my internal is like you're putting yourself in harm's way, and I already deal with anxiety. Why is this something that I put myself into? And one of the things she told me was, well, one, you're in control, but the the second part of it is that you're you're it shut it it's the only place that I realize that my brain shuts off Mm -hmm. and that I'm focused on a specific task and it becomes this like meditative state. Mm -hmm. And I always leave with this euphoric feeling driving home. Like it just, it always feels good. Mm -hmm. Okay. I totally get that. It leaves you lighter. Yeah. But I think the best explanation, other personality types would do the same thing that you did but leave feeling heavier or leave feeling not the same way. And that's, I think, an interesting 
thing that we all have to learn about ourselves is what are the things that leave you feeling lighter? And like, you can never look at something and judge it and just be like, oh, I have a feeling fighting is going to be negative for me because it may not. You just won't know until you try it. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So we still have two more cards here that I got to tell you the traditional meaning of. Um, we're going to do the world next. So this is one of your jumper cards. So when a jumper card shows up, it's like, hey, I have a message that you should also consider. So with the world card, this is attached to the number 21, and it's associated with themes of reward, completion, cosmic consciousness, also change, and travel. Do you have any thoughts about travel or trips, or have you been thinking about like, oh, I really want to go climb this mountain? Or... So I have, uh, I have, I we, I've been doing a lot of more, tra- uh, a lot more traveling recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, so I'm a Navy brat. My dad's in mm-hmm. the Navy, and he retired a few years, like, well, a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been moving around most of my life, mm-hmm. um, and then. When we finally, when he finally retired, I stayed, I, I kind of uh, just stayed where I was for the longest time. And I kind of wanted that way because um, I didn't have that stability growing up. And so I don't know where this happened, but like I hated traveling and trips and vacations. And like anytime I had to leave or go somewhere, it was always a stressful thing to me. Mm-hmm. But only recently has I, well, I don't know where I, developed a hatred of planes or just feeling scared and anxious of planes mm-hmm. but like every time I get on a plane it like like physically sucks and like I just can't deal with it but I've been on uh uh my work flew me out to Salt Lake City like oh, this month mm-hmm. and uh I just got back from it and it was actually one of the most it was it was relaxing. It, the The plane ride was fine. Uh, I though that I, I did take medication for that. But whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was still. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it was it was the most insane experience I've had. It was really fun. Uh, I I felt like like I kind of want to start traveling again. Like I feel mm-hmm. like it's uh, as much as I hate it. So like uh, my also like my girlfriend for for a while. She was doing her post uh, her post grad work in Canada, mm. so I mm. was traveling to see her like twice a year, and it was mm. it it sucked. I hated having like the getting on that plane, but I always remember that when I had gotten back and after all that stress is gone, like that was the most amazing experiences of my life. Like like going to Canada or just just going in places in general was always mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You found that like invigorating. Like oh, re- yeah. Like refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you what was nine of cups because then I'm going to tell you it's so cool that these five cards pulled up because it's like very clear about um, like what your next step should be or like what your theme or focus should be. Nine of cups. I'm going to hold him up here. He also has a fabulous distinct hat on as well. Um, all these tarot people with their fashions. So with the <laughs> nine of cups, this card is attached to material, physical, and spiritual well-being, happiness. It's just like 
it's good. It's like you have everything that you need. Um, there's a little motto that I try to live by that is, um, I don't have time for bullshit, but my second one is um, do what you can with what you have. Um, I see a lot of people that are like, oh man, I want to start a podcast, but I can't because I need to buy this microphone. I need to buy a microphone stand and then I need to buy the software and then I need to take a class. No, you have an iPhone or you have a, a some phone, just record your podcast on your phone and put it up and go. Do what you can with yeah. what you have. Like, don't be in your head. So your tarot reading, um, and then I want to ask you some questions about a little bit more about how this is resonating. But if I had to summarize these five cards down... It would say that you are in a period and going to continue being in a period and it's going to get more intense where you are exploring your emotional life, um, who you are, your values. Um, you're probably going to be confronted with some situations or events that maybe make you question certain things um, like at a in an inside level, a deeper level. And you have this world card. So you have all these, you have the cups, you have the emotional life, you have the hermit, which is like you're going to be a student of life here moving forward. The world is all about travel and getting out there. Um, and we kind of hit on this already, but like you, okay, me doing sugar cookies is like an action item. Like I am doing something. You need to be doing things. And from what this is saying, movement around the earth. You need to be able to meet more people and keep exposing yourself to new situations because that's the only way that you're going to actually make progress on your inner stuff. Um, like, don't avoid going to the parties. Like, go to the parties. Like, if someone invites you to do something, your response is yes because the more input you get in the physical world, the more product you're going to end up receiving or being able to create inside. And the sooner that you're able to sort of work through all this inside stuff, you're going to become just a better version of yourself. Um, and that's going to radiate from you. But you have to have that external stuff happening yeah. or you're going to miss out on all of these cups. I mean, you got the 10 <coughs> and the 9 of cups in this reading, which is crazy. So it's like you, the, the world is vomiting rainbows on you and you luckily have 19 cups that you can try to catch all that rainbow juice with. But what do you do with that? What do you do with that? You don't know. And you're about to go on a journey to sort of figure that out. So that's what your tarot reading means. Um, <laughs> okay. So do you think this is resonating with your life in particular or? Yeah, totally. I mean, the whole introspective, like uh, I've kind of hit, Ever since I started therapy and dealing with anxiety, I've had to kind of start dealing with a lot of just a lot of things that uh, I kind of been putting off. Like, so one of the, the one of the the newest things, and that kind of I for the longest time didn't want to acknowledge is that I I have I've been recently diagnosed with high blood pressure, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know, like I've been working out and eating right and doing all this stuff. And it's just like my genetics keeps like, it just, there's nothing I could do. And I had to come to terms with that. And there was so many times that I was trying to deny it, trying to work. Like, I think I got, that's why I got really obsessive about working out and really obsessive about eating mm -hmm. properly because I wanted to stab it off as, 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 as long as possible, but it got to a point where like, instead of 
like it it's you know it's border it was it was considered borderline but you know when i i started speaking to a new doctor was like no we should really do something about this now mm-hmm. and i didn't want to because then that would admit that i'm sick mm-hmm. and i didn't want to i didn't want that to be a thing i didn't want that cuz then it just acknowledged that i was more like that more more like everything that i was stressed out about and my mortality is that it it's correct yep mhm mhm yep yeah um and as far as the like uh, you had said about going to like don't say no to go to the party mm-hmm. it's funny because i am usually the person that has to struggle with have it, with that that answer like yes go and mm-hmm. it's I've been doing that recently where, you know, like uh, I I actually going and doing something, you know, like mm-hmm. whereas I would normally just say, "No, don't worry about it. Just uh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Making up excuses. I don't want to go." Mm-hmm. Cuz like the hermit, like I feel like uh that is my my normal state. Like I I'm very introverted and I would rather just be home. Yes. Relax. I get that. And because <laughs> yeah. I have to because I have to deal with my brain constantly, so it's like I'm mm-hmm. mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. But like you said, when I go out, every time I've done this in the most recent past, I've felt amazing. Like it's been such great experiences. Yes. So your homework is every time you have like a party invitation or like go do something it's to do that and view every single one of those things as like it's an opportunity and I just like make life a game you have 19 cups that are showing up here I would be like maybe you're gonna find out what's inside one of the cups but you won't know if you don't go you know what I mean um and like the okay the 10 of cups there's like this rainbow that's pouring into one of the cups Um, you can either be the person that is enjoying the rainbows that's coming down from the sky and just like being in the moment, or are you going to be somebody that's worried about the cup and like, Oh God, we got to catch the rainbow. We got to, whatever, we got to deal with this. But you're not just like standing there and being like, Oh my God, there's a freaking rainbow coming out of the sky (laughs) into my face. Wow. (laughs) You know, it's like that being present thing. Um, I don't remember if I said this in the ologies interview, but um, being present, like this idea, it's very much like, I feel like written about online, like, Oh, we got, we all have to be present and ground ourselves. But for an anxious person, <laughs> that's not something that I just understand. Um, yeah. because I feel like, uh, ang- like living with anxiety means that you are either ruminating, which is living in the past. You're like rehashing things and being like, why the fuck did I say that in fourth grade? Like, <laughs> like, and it's still there. Or you yeah. are worrying, which is living in the future, which is being like, okay, I have to get on this plane tomorrow. Do I have all my stuff? Where's my list? To check it off. Da-da-da-da. But any time that you are doing either of those things, you are not in the present. So for yeah. me, it helps me to be able to identify when I'm ruminating or when I'm worrying, because that means that I'm not just being present I'm not existing in reality and that physicality travel like I hate leading up to a trip but when I'm on the trip I'm having a great time and I'm like you know going hour by hour and that's actually really healthy for me and it's a good balance to the times when I'm at home (laughs) not traveling because I feel like I think you and I are similarly wired we just have this 
brain thing that we've probably lived with our whole lives. I don't know if it'll yeah. ever go away, but I think we can sort of design our lives so that we can give ourselves breaks. And like, I'm the same way with parties. Like I love when I'm talking to people, I get like, I light up over that. But if you're like, Hey, okay, you have to leave for this party in two hours. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm tired. and I could do all these things and I could sit home and do laundry and watch a show or you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have this world card. And so imagine that she shows up and has, is summoning you to <laughs> go out into the world. She'll be very, you will piss her off if you do not do those things. So this is all push yourself to further yourself in the outside world so that you can make more effective progress on the inside. And after this hermit period, I'm going to be real curious to see what happens with you. What discovery did you make? Like a lot of times when this pops up, there's a big shift that happens afterwards. Like people will be like, oh my gosh, I discovered that I actually want to be an opera singer or like they'll start something or something amazing will happen. It's just like, like that assault thing, horrific yeah. thing to occur to me, but Jesus, I'm grateful for it. I, I mean, it gave, it ended up giving me so much, but only because I leaned into it and I worked at dealing with all the aftermath of it instead yeah. of just treating it as this horrible thing that I have to live with and I avoid. I leaned into it and I tried to meet it with wherever, whatever it was giving me. Does that make sense? Yeah, the totally. Um, now, one thing we haven't talked about is symbols here. There's a couple symbols that I'd have you look out for. Um, so the hermit, there's a star that appears on the lantern. So first of all, lanterns and stars, the, the, the star shape, pay attention to that. Like, imagine that you go to a party and the person who's throwing it has decorated around their apartment with little lanterns like yeah. you know like just watch for that and then that's a little wink from the universe that's like hey pay attention to the person whose house you're at or if someone comes up and wants to talk to you and you're like i don't know you lean into that that's like a little hey be present lanterns and stars um that sort of moroccan look um and then you also obviously have a lot of cups that are showing up here um be thinking about, um, okay, so in Catholicism, there's a chalice that is prominently used um, within that faith tradition. Cups are used in a lot of rituals. So I would encourage you to watch for where those cups show up in your life at work, in religious context, in spiritual context, out with friends. Um, I'm thinking of one cup in my life right now. I have this little cup that I got at a yard sale when I was a kid for like 50 cents. It's just like a little gaiwan, which you drink tea from. And um, I like have one of the anxiety practices I was taught um, in therapy for after my assault, dealing with like all the emotions with that is you write down on a little piece of paper, like a thought, like what's been bothering you or just what's on your mind. And it can be like, oh, I'm really grateful for my friend. Or it could be like, I need to stop being so angry at myself. You write it down, you fold it up and you put it in the cup and the cup holds the weight of all of those thoughts. So that's like a, like, so watching for symbols, just talking to you, I'm noticing a, a role that a cup is playing in my life. Um, so watch that. And then your world card, this would be something I'd have you Google after we end this because you have a lot of animal symbols that show up here and you have an iris that she's holding. 
irises bloom they might be blooming out where you are right now but here in Kentucky irises don't really bloom until um, April or May they're like a springtime flower pay attention for the time when the irises start to pop up and like if you if it's like a Wednesday and you're on a walk and you notice all these irises that are blooming and then you get to work and one of your coworkers invites you to attend the conference go <laughs> definitely go because that iris is attached to travel to new experiences to moving around the world kind of a thing um so that's that and then you have a lion that shows up in this an ibex um, a hawk and a woman and you have a lot of um this tarot cards are not about men and women so much as they are about like what is traditionally represented by femininity and what is traditionally represented by masculinity the mm-hmm. feminine quality has to do with emotional life. So work on that. Read books about it. Talk to other people about it. Don't quit therapy if you're thinking that maybe you should take a break. Like lean yeah. into that even more. You, there's this, you're in that, that phase where you've got to work on that stuff. Um, and that's good. It's really, it's, well, it can be good if you push through it as you move through the hermit phase. No? Do you have any questions? No, it's just... Man, that was really, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awesome, isn't it? I love tarot for this reason. And I love when it connects so strongly. I mean, it's just really cool. And also, you have like, this is a cool reading, these five cards that you got here. And that you got the nine and ten of cups. I... I don't, I, that is no, I don't, I've never had that happen. I've been reading tarot for people since I was a kid. (laughs) I mean, I don't, this is pretty neat. And you have the world card, man, you have a lot of opportunity buzzing in the, in the clouds, but you've got to work on your inner It's really weird because that's what it feels like where I'm at in the, the juncture of my life right now. Cause it's like, I've, I've, I'm like addressing all of my emotional stuff right now. Yep. That's like one of the major things that I'm doing, but at, I'm also like I've I'm I, I just bought a house, mm-hmm. um, I'm in the process of doing that, and then like all these other things like I I need to start like working on, and it's, uh, yeah, my internal my internal stuff is like the main thing that I'm still like focused on. Yep. So keep it that, and don't let yourself go down the rabbit hole of like being like, oh my god, I want to do all of these projects. Sometimes what happens is, is like, okay, well, if you really give your emotional inside world the time and space it needs, you'll be able to also do all those projects and you'll be able to do them better and more efficiently. And so you'll end up being ahead of the game rather than, you know, if you try to skip the emotional side and just move towards working on projects. It's like you have an opportunity to develop more skills and nuance by focusing on the inner world. Um, There's a saying in Judaism that um, a good rabbi, so your hermit card would be if, if we were reading this from a Jewish perspective that you are about to have a great rabbi into your life, a rabbi can show you where to dig and what to dig for, but the digging you must do yourself. So someone can come along and show you where to dig. Digging but I still need to do and, it. And what to dig for. But you've got to do the digging. And that that's where you're at. That's what you're looking at. So which is exciting. Yeah. So because you're gonna have help, but embrace that help. And ask okay. and also ask for it. So okay. Okay. Any questions? 
Are we good? No. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Tarot, tarot, tarot. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, we'll wrap this up and I will send you a picture of your cards. And thank you so much for signing up to do this. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye, Michael. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye. have an update from Michael. Here's what Michael said. I totally have been a hermit unintentionally, even though I've been mindful about being a hermit. I guess it would make sense that it's the future card. I've had a few opportunities to go out and have successfully gone on a few outings to try to remedy it. I would literally think about my tarot reading and say to myself, don't be the hermit. I have to admit, though, that I've fallen back into finding an excuse to skip out on outings and social hangouts, even though I'm aware of my card. Also, my girlfriend and I usually go on a bunch of road trips during the summer, but having had just purchased a house and a car, it put a damper on those outings. Instead, I've been preoccupied with cleaning and fixing things up around the house, which I love because I just put on earbuds and shut the world out and focus on those things. So really, I think I've been more of a hermit than usual. However, I totally have been feeling amazing and fulfilled with how things have been. My me time and self-introspection have really allowed me to relax and be more comfortable with who I am. I think I'm just focused on keeping my forward momentum. I swear, I'll do better about not being a hermit. I'll do another reading and see what my next future card is. After revisiting my cards, I can't stress enough how spot on everything is. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for providing an update. Um, you know, the hermit card, like, okay, I think this is true for most of the cards in a tarot deck. And when I say cards, you know, every single one of the 78 cards is attached to a different theme. So the hermit card, you know, you can look at a hermit period of life as a negative, or you can look at it as a positive. Like maybe it'll be nice to be able to spend time looking inward and working on yourself and holding up and nesting and taking care of stuff like any this is what's awesome about tarot every single one of these cards has universal themes that show up in all of our lives at different points what is useful about a tarot reading is sometimes it can lay things out it can create a little chapter or a little story around a a part of your life that you wouldn't otherwise have so Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you, Michael, for participating and being a supporter and signing up to be on. I loved when we did our interview together. Um, It is so awesome to be able to meet people from all over the world and be able to spend time together and talk about stuff that matters. So I'll see you guys online. In the meantime, you can find me at AmericanThanatologist.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Imperi. And please, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. It matters and makes a difference. See you guys next week.